This is the Common Sense Podcast presented by Tamar. I'm your host, Tamar Weinberg, founder and CEO of Tamar, and I will be talking to people of all walks of life who have suffered adversity and overcome to rise above the ashes and now make self-care and wellness an absolute priority. Hi, everybody. We are in 2021. So excited. And I have the... Yay! yay. It's so super, super cool. And I bring, I'm bringing in the new year with um, a friend of mine. I've actually I've established rapport with, uh, with her for a very, very, for a while now. It's actually a very interesting meeting of the minds and how we connected. And I'm going to share that in a second. But um, it's Ray Alexander. She is, it's R-A-I Ray. And she is actually not too far from me. We haven't met face to face yet, but I hope we will in due time. So thank you so much for joining. Yay, we made it, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Twenty one. So, where are you physically right now? You're in. I'm in Queens. Yep. I'm actually from Queens, Queens Village, which is in uh, Jamaica, Queens. And um, yeah, it's Ray. It's R A I. I also go by um, Sunny or Sunshine. A lot of people have trouble pronouncing my name because it's spelled R A I, which technically is Rye, not Ray. Um, my mother was very creative. Um, <laughs> so at summer camp when I was little, people started calling me. I'm just you know, they said, they said, your name is what, Rye? I said, no, Ray. They were like, oh, I'm just going to call you Sunny. <laughs> and so I started going by Sunshine, you know, Ray of Sunshine, um, kind of young. And that's now my artist's name now that I'm making music. So either is fine. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because you're making music and I didn't meet you in that context. So like, you know, a lot of the, po- the Common Sense podcast is about how people have taken these interesting career trajectories. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to share how I met Ray because it's actually really interesting. Um, so Tamar, you know, my brand, I'm building, trying to make it from something and I'm trying to find good people to surround myself with in order to kind of boost up this brand. So, um, I was looking for a graphic designer. Uh, I had some graphics that were created, but I needed somebody to just make some minor adjustments to them. And I I found you, I think I found you on Fiverr and we talked we met on fiverr of all places and here we are and like you're like live in my backyard almost <laughs> you know i'm I, I was actually i i think i yeah i lived in queens for the first two years of my life so it wasn't really? like you know yeah um i was in forest hills okay not that far yeah yeah i was born in brooklyn and i i lived in forest hills and uh and then i moved to florida and now and then i lived in then i came back for college lived in manhattan um, and I was, then I moved to the Bronx and the only borough that I haven't lived in is Staten Island. Or if you consider Brooklyn where I was born being where I lived. Um, so the hospital for two years. I went to um, high school in Manhattan. I went to LaGuardia High School of nice. Music Art and Performing Arts. Sweet. And um, I lived in Brooklyn. I lived in Flatbush uh, for a while after college and worked at NBC as a graphic designer. So cool, cool. Been, what part of it? You're in Brooklyn now? No, no, no. I'm, I'm in Westchester. Oh, you're in Westchester. Yeah. Oh, but you were in Brooklyn for a while. No, no, I wasn't. I was. I live. I was born in Brooklyn. <laughs> you were born counts. in Brooklyn. I don't know if that counts. Well, you've really been all over the borough. Uh, yeah, and, and Florida. You know, the fifth borough these days. Might, well, this, this <laughs> is actually not Staten Island. It's Florida. Um, moving yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I, I like. I just saw last night. I was looking at two o'clock in the morning because what am I doing at two o'clock in the morning? But browsing social media, and I know you, we, we talked about right before this podcast, listeners. We Ray and I were talking about how social media um, is not is not her thing. But I was listening, for some reason. I was like, I I, I found like I, I like surrounding myself by the groups. So I found some guy who's like who wants to move to Florida, and he just opened a, a, a restaurant. He owns one restaurant. He opened a second restaurant in Queens. So I was like. What the heck? You just opened a restaurant. You're moving to Florida. This is not. It's not what I want to hear. It's not what I want to hear at all. I haven't seen his response, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm prompted to check this out. 
So he's starting a group or he started a restaurant or both? Um, he started a, no, he started a restaurant and he posted in another group for Florida where I grew up. And he's like, I'm looking to move to the, the community. And I'm like, what? You just opened this restaurant. I you cannot it, I do it. that. I like the groups. I mean, that's, I can say I like the groups. That's like really the only, I do not like, I, you said I, I dislike social media. I have an intense undying hatred of social media. <laughs> like, I actually do hate it. But I like the groups. I'm okay with the groups. Yeah. I feel like the groups are a group of people coming together. We're on the same page. We know right. what we're here to talk about. And you're not here for you're not here for what you said, like the validation, self-validation. Go into that a little bit. Tell me a little bit about that because I think that ties into a lot of your story. Okay, cool. So, I mean, you want me to start at the beginning? When I was talking yeah, about? yeah, sure. And maybe, I, I mean, I'm jumping the gun here because usually I talk about how somebody has changed their, shifted their career, tra- career trajectory. I don't think you've changed. I think you're potentially, you're adding some stuff to it. You did video and stuff like that. Talk about a little bit about that. I will probably lead in, like lead the way because I don't want you to be talking like for like a big half an hour block, which could definitely yeah, happen. Yeah, totally lead me through this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But by all means, um, talk yeah. to me. Yeah. So, um, well, okay. So, um, social media has always been a, like a difficult thing for me. Um, like always. Uh, for a long time, I used it like just primarily as like um, you know connecting with my family and stuff like that. I was not on. Um, any social media except for just Facebook. That was it. Um, but it, as social media has grown and as its importance in our society has grown, it's become more of a problem, especially as I've um, had more, like, you know, more problems in my life. And speaking with my, like, as I'm, as I'm um, trying to grow my brand and grow what I'm trying to do, social media is more and more important. So now I'm on IG and Twitter and um, and LinkedIn and I just started a TikTok and obviously my Facebook is like where I'm most comfortable um, and I hate every minute of it don't want to do it ever but also recognize that no one would even know what's going on in my life if I didn't post you know what I mean my friends wouldn't know my family wouldn't know I don't you know I don't call people you know what I mean so I recognize that it's a necessary evil kind of um, but I still really don't like it and I was talking to my Uh, my therapist about it recently and just kind of like this is okay so this is my problem this is my problem with social media this is why I think it can be so toxic uh, if used incorrectly and personally for me at times has been like I've had to distance myself I actually went a whole year a couple years ago without engaging in any social media at all so you can imagine that wasn't good for business but um, but here's my here's my problem with it okay so I I have um, anxiety and I have depression I have post-traumatic stress disorder, and I have um, borderline personality disorder, which is kind of like the overarching um, problem, the overarching illness that kind of affect, like, creates the anxiety, the depression, like everything else. So um, the problem with, with the, the issue, the challenge with borderline is we have a lot of difficulty developing um, healthy self-esteem, healthy, you know, ideas of ourselves. Um, those those concepts are very difficult with people with borderline to to create and then hold on to in, in healthy ways and experiences with other people interacting with other people other people affect our moods very very much so self-regulating our emotions is very challenging as well and when you have those two things regulating your emotions difficulty with interaction with interacting with other people and self-esteem challenges social media can be pure hell um, and I think it's I think it's difficult for all of us, right? I think it's hard for everyone. But I think the reason it, the way it becomes dangerous um, and it is set up to be dangerous is because the nature of it is to look for validation. The nature of it is to like 
disavow self-validation. Like, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you feel. How many people like it? How yeah. many people love it? How many followers do you have? How many likes? How many, how many, you know, like, it's all, how many comments? You know, it's all about what other people think and feel about you. And it leaves um, self-validation. It leaves, the, the, the very nature, I think, of, of mental health is having a good sense of self, healthy self-esteem, and the ability, the ability to validate oneself it doesn't matter what other people think it doesn't matter what other people feel you have to feel complete in love yourself social media goes against all of that and i detest it and also i recognize i recognize its usefulness <laughs> yeah yeah there's definitely like that i'm sort of like I, I feel the same way like i like to keep up with people i like to follow the groups and i don't need that validation but to that end i really do want to talk about um there's a ted talk that um is amazing um, it is about this. Uh, it's, it really is about it, it's it's basically about everything that you just said. You have to listen to it. Uh, it's Joseph Gordon Levitt's TED Talk about creativity and it's how it's stifling through like you know social media basically stifles that because you're create you're craving attention and that attention eventually um, just ends up killing everything. It's cyclical. It's difficult. It's 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 a losing proposition basically. So I, I totally agree with that. I haven't even seen the, seen the TED Talk and I can tell you that if I'm doing something for other people's response, I'm doing it for the wrong reason. I try to keep my social media engagement to, hey guys, this is what's going on with me. You know, hey, feel free to take a look if you're interested. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just letting you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm not doing it for them. And I totally agree with that. I feel like if we're doing it for what other people think, we're not doing it for the right reasons. We have to do, be doing it for what we think. Yeah. Yeah, and you you need to you just you it's almost like it's it's like you know Instagram did they test it I think they removed it they were gonna test um how many like you it, it, likes weren't weren't gonna be they they were removing the number of likes that you were getting on your posts and I think that I think that's the right step in the right direction but why are they not doing that is the question like why was it that they gave up on like that oh I don't think they're ever gonna do that they did they did they tested it. But oh, that, that that's not that test. I, I this is just my personal opinion. But even when you're talking about like how people know, because you know we have Instagram models out here. How how if they're gonna you know get sponsored by a product, the first thing they go with how many followers you have, how many likes did this post get? Like it's a numbers game. I don't think they're ever gonna remove it. I mean I think it's beautiful that they're testing removing it. I agree that it should be. I think we'd be living a healthier world. If it was, but we, we live in a numbers world. That's just not the world we live in. Yeah. Well, um, you know, people were furious, so I think maybe that was what it was. Really? They, came down they were to... furious that likes got removed. Oh my. Well, of course, the influencers in particular. I mean, listen, it feeds your ego, and that that that's dangerous. It's 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 great for people who have the influence. It's not good for people who don't have the influence. Um, or rather, who, it's, it's act, anybody, sorry, man. it's great for people who have the influence because they get that validation. But the other people who don't, they don't need that exactly to help it. It's, it, it, it starts fostering an unhealthy lifestyle. I think it would be great to take it off, but I don't think they're ever going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it would, uh, yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah. So, so that's, that's the story. So, uh, so I, 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 I think a lot of people align with this. I think a lot of people feel this inherently deep inside, but it's very difficult to get out once you're kind of embedded in that. It's like, you know, right now I'm fighting with my 11 year old child. Um, he likes to play Fortnite. It might make him feel good. It might make us feel good when we're, we're in social media, but does it really make us feel good as, as humans? <laughs> I think we, we, it's almost like you need somebody to articulate the, the feeling that you have. I can't do it on Fortnite, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's in, in, there's like reddits there. There's a subreddit, uh, called no surf 
And it's about people who want to turn off social media because social media is such a da- it's, it's it's so inherently damaging. But yet it's so inherently like invo- it's so inherently gripping. Um, it's so inherently addictive. It's it's, it's like yeah. it's the rabbit hole that you can't get out of. Like yeah. when I read, I happen to like Reddit because I surround myself with self betterment Reddits, which I happen to really think is makes makes me a better person. But it's it, it it's 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 nourishing in a way. But it's it's like you have to like eventually cut that you know sever that tie. Because so, yeah. it's addictive. It, it is. is. You're it absolutely is. right. And I have, to, I have to like, um, just for my own sanity, I have to cut it off. Like, I have a 10 p.m. Um, social media cutoff rule um, in my life, in my house, in my world. Like, at 10 p.m., the only time I'm allowed to be on my phone from 10 to 11, but it has to be. It can only be like on meditation apps, self affirmation apps, education apps. Right. No social media. Yeah. From 10 to 11. And I have started sleeping so much better since I started doing this. I have started feeling so much better since I started it. No social media after 10 p.m. We're jumping to self-care, and I think that this is great. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I think that's a, it's, that's incredible. Um, I'm working on, on, on a self-care guide right now. I'm trying to make content a big focus oh, of tomorrow. awesome. So I'm going to have to take, yeah, yeah, take a lot of the lessons that are coming from these podcasts. So. Yeah, that's awesome. What a great thing to be working on. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to make like the the ultimate like, I, I you know, it could be a book that I'll publish, but it's going to be like a, you know, I have to build traffic to the website. So it's going to be like, a, yeah, yeah, a detailed. I'm having the same experience right now. Like I, I started a line of um, self affirmation pillows. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. And they're just they're pillows. They have very simple um, I am statements on them. I am worthy. I am loved. I am enough. Um, you know, statements awesome. like that, and they're really big. You know, I call them hug pillows because we don't get enough hugs these days because hugging is dangerous these days. You know what I mean? So I started this line of pillows, and the thinking was not only can you give yourself a big hug, you can give yourself a big hug after waking up and looking at your pillow and saying to yourself, "I am enough." I you love know? that. I love that. So um, it's been hard promoting them though, and it's been hard figuring out like the trying to drive drive ta- traffic to the website trying to figure out where to put them how to engage you know with them where do they fit what world do they fit in you know yeah well you do that's that's hard yeah it is hard so i mean right now like i think the one one of the things that helped me and it's yet so subtle was the fact that i have a decal in my bathroom that says be awesome today so i walk in and i see that sometimes i don't even see that i don't i ignore it at this point but when you when i see it and i and you know it's it's about like the subtle subtle um subtleness of that of that affirmation that like helps me especially when i when i do have when i do have a little bit of recognition that it's there versus ignoring it completely if i read it i'm like not really processing it but I, but you know i am processing it so you, that's the thing you are processing and people don't realize and that's what we have to realize like everything goes into our subconscious you know what i mean like the the constant um, ads on social media, the constant, you know, ads everywhere, the con- they all goes into our subconscious. And I, like, I love what you said about having that decal in the bathroom. And I actually did that for myself. I had to, I was, I had very, very bad postpartum depression, um, uh, 10 years ago now. Uh, and then nine years ago, cause my kids are nine and 10. They're like the same age for, for one month. And, um, oh, wow. so, so I that, was, that's close. For, that's close. Like, yeah, I was pregnant for like almost two years straight, like just pregnant. Was like a couple of months break in the middle, oh, wow. and um, I had extremely bad postpartum for for many years after that, and um, went through a very horrible divorce, separation. It was absolutely horrible, and um, I was very sick. And one of the things that helped me heal, begin to heal, um, was um, my therapist at the time recommended that I start 
writing gets get different color sticky notes and just write positive affirmation statements like the ones I was telling you like I am enough or I can do this today just things like that and putting them in places I look every day that I don't even realize I'm looking every day yeah so I started doing that I made all these little post-it sticky notes and I put one by the light switch you know so every time I go to turn on the light I read I can do this today yeah I put one I put one by my alarm clock so when I wake up first thing in the morning I am in control of my choices today. And I read that, you know what I mean? And I started doing that. I put one at the mirror. So every time I go to brush my teeth, I read one. And um, it helped. And I noticed that like when things get better, I took them down. Like, so I, I said, this is like when I had really bad postpartum depression. Um, but then I had another very, very traumatic, difficult experience about two, three years ago. And I had stopped. I, had, I wasn't doing the post-it notes anymore. But then when I came out of the hospital and started to recover again, I was like, I'm going to do the post-it notes again. And I started doing that again and it helped me so much. So when I'm in my most difficult times now, I just get a thing of post-it. Even the process of writing the notes helps. That's awesome. And then going around my house and like sticking them to the little, you know, to the doorknobs, sticking them to the light switches. Like it helps. It really does. It's a silly little thing, but it helps. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you know, I want to talk about like that because it's, it's, you know, you were, you, you acknowledged that you needed help. And that you that you were because you were at a therapist and your therapist gave you the suggestion and you took it. And I think, you know, there were times in my life where I've been I've read about the um, implementation of affirmations and I was reading it, but I wasn't necessarily like open to wanting to help myself. So I felt that those affirmations were wasted air for myself. Like there were times where I was so into it and I loved the idea and I would say them, but something in my body something in my mental deep down inside mentally was closed off to the suggestiveness of the affirmation and therefore it's difficult you know they talk about and I'm sure you're familiar with this in your therapy and talk about how you know once you start articulating something you're, you eventually like you articulate a goal you get something like you know they talk about vision boards for this very reason um, once you visualize something your mind will figure out how to get there and yes that might be true but you have to have that like little opening that you that you're able to seep that that the affirmations and the thought process into so that you get to that point. I think something within me was actually not quite there, and I, so I I, I want to say that um, for other people that you have to you have to like find find that area, crack it open, and it will work. But it has to it works slowly. So because I, I think and the reason why I'm, I'm raising this is because you know. I love the idea of the affirmations, but I for a while I was like, this is all voodoo science, like kind of whatever art or whatever it is, because it's not working for me. What the heck? But I think it's because there's something deep within me that wasn't quite there. So um, and just it's just some advice for everybody else. I think it, it helps everybody, and I think it's the most amazing thing. But I think that other people like it's it's extraordinarily important for you need to you need to be open to it for yourself, and you have to figure it out. I think you're talking about two very interesting concepts right there. And one of them, I think, is going from willfulness to willingness, like the idea of being open. And the other one is self-efficacy. And I think the beautiful thing about um, being like going from will, willfulness to willingness, it's a, it's a big part of, um, of DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy, which is the recommended treatment for people with borderline uh, personality disorder. It's by um, this amazing psychiatrist, Marsha Lenahan, and um, it's basically the book. Like she literally wrote the book 
um, for coming through um, borderline personality disorder um, and kind of reestablishing your life, re like planting your feet firmly on the ground. And I think it's helpful really to anyone in the world because the first part, like literally the first page in the book, it tells you you have multiple options whenever you're faced with a challenge. One of the options is always to actively work on changing the problem, fixing the problem, like actively work on it. Another option is to um, not do nothing and accept the fact that uh, that the problem is not going to change and learn how to accept the, the issue, like learn how to live with the problem. And the last option is always to make no changes, do nothing, and literally just be miserable where, where where you are like accept the fact that if you do nothing nothing is going to change and be miserable where you are and that's always an option right, right. Like we act like that's not an option but people take that option every single day yeah but simply recognizing and it's a beautiful thing because some days we all are willful we all have willful moments i'm not going to do anything i'm going to stay pissed off I'm gonna stay angry, I'm gonna stay upset, I'm gonna stay doing nothing. And that's some that's an experience we all have. All of us are human, you know, none of us are perfect, and we all have that experience um, sometimes, but simply acknowledging that that is what you are choosing to do right now opens up a part of you. Right, you know? right. Because you're taking responsibility, you're acknowledging where you are, and it opens up a new door. It did for me. Yeah. It really did for me. And now I'm able to say, okay, yeah, today I'm going to be resistant to this. I'm not feeling this right now. I'm angry. I'm willful. I'm not accepting. I'm not only am I going to do, I'm not going to do anything about it, but I'm pissed. I'm not going to do anything about it. Nothing's going to change. And I'm pissed about it today. That is willful. Right. It's all about it's we are all in it. We're in control of our lives and people like you you can't you can't, you know, give that up and say, oh, somebody somebody's the reason why I feel bad today. That's the wrong. That's the wrong attitude. And that's the thing, too. Like, that's one of the things we learn. First thing we learn in DBT is everyone is responsible for their own emotions. Like I catch anyone whenever they say you made me feel no. Nobody makes you feel and we are all responsible. No, no blame, no shame. We're not, I'm not saying you, if you feel anything bad, there's no bad or good or right way to feel. You feel what you feel, but you feel it. No one made you feel right. anything. And I think that like having those healthy, like, it's, it just, it's always made me so upset because I didn't have a, um, you know what I mean? Like as children, we learn, you know, we learn our ABCs, we learn math, we learn science, we learn, but nobody taught me emotional health. Right, right. You know, nobody taught me this. And I feel like I, ha- I came at life from such a disadvantage because, you know, I got really good grades in school. You know what I mean? I know how to pass a test. But no one sat me down and taught me these are, th- these are feelings and this is how you handle them. You know what I mean? And I think it's such a valid thing to teach someone. Why aren't they teaching this in school? You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, it's really sad. And, um, and I think that once you, once we, and I love what you were talking about earlier about how you said um, that until you opened, like you were practicing the self-affirmations or trying to get into it and you couldn't because a part of you was closed off to it. You have to like open that part of yourself up to it. For a lot of years, I couldn't do it either. I actually, um, many years ago, before I even had children, like probably 16, 17 years ago was when I first um, tried to practice self-affirmation. I was, I tried so hard. Like I would lis- literally listen to it in the car, going to work, coming home. Like before I went, to- I would listen to it all the time. I felt nothing. I-, I couldn't, I couldn't connect to it at all for many years. 
and um, I kept trying, and I don't look at that time as wasted time because um, I, I recognize I was actively trying, and I recognize like I do believe in a subconscious. There is a subconscious, and I know that those positive thoughts were seeping into me, even though I wasn't able to actively engage. And at a later point in my life, when I opened myself up, when I was able to open myself up to it more fully. Um, I was able to come back and find those different affirmations that I would listen to all the time before, right? And listen to them again, and now I'm able to listen to them from a more open place. I'm even able to remember, you know, like, okay, this one was good, I like this one more, you know, even though I wasn't open to them. But I think it takes time to open ourselves up, and I think what people don't realize, I read this really interesting study recently, and I'll send you the information on it, about how an average, I think it was around 80% of all people on this earth do not feel good enough do not feel like they are enough i know it's crazy there is an epidemic out there and that is why we are resistant to affirmations because it's going against the message that we were receiving from advertising all day 24 7 you're not good enough you need this lotion you're not good enough you need this burger you're not good enough you need this cream you need this new exercise cycle like you need to join this club we're receiving that message, the basic, the basics of advertising, and I do branding for a living, and I'm telling you, there's two kinds of advertising. There's positive and negative. You can go for the positive, you can go for the negative, but negative hits harder, hits quicker, and gets better results, quicker results. I'm not gonna say better, because that's, that's a loaded word. It gets quicker and faster results. Um, going to the, making people feel like they are not enough and they need the product to be enough is a very it's a clean line in advertising and they pay billions of dollars every year yeah along that line and it's it's so interesting because my my product my brand is exactly the opposite like you are good enough appreciate exactly what you have i love your brand yeah thanks i love your and like you were talking about how we met on fiverr and like we that's how we connected like you needed cleanups to your graphics and changes and stuff like that and um i wasn't familiar with your brand at all and we started out very simply as, you know, just like me um, doing the changes and everything. And then you sent your website to me at some point um, just to help me kind of do a little research. And I checked it out and I was like, oh, wow. It's it's very powerful, but very difficult to do when you're on one person. So. I can't even imagine. Like I'm I'm literally watching you. Like I'm on I'm when I go on LinkedIn, you're like one of the only people I actively follow on LinkedIn just to see how to do it. You know what I mean? Like, how do you build a brand, especially in such a daring place? Because to acknowledge that you have suffered from depression, to speak power to that truth is a terrifying thing in business, in business. You, you, I'm so inspired. Yeah, good. I'm so inspired. That's so funny. I really um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. Cool, cool. So um, I wanna I wanna I wanna ask you. I mean, we're kind of we jumped all over the place. I don't even know where I'm starting. Like you know, you, we talked like usually. I I have a very very maybe maybe this 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 conversation because I loved it is maybe the way I'm gonna bring in 2021 and, and doing things a little differently to so, to make it more of a casual conversation. Then here's what you did for a living. Here's your rise above the ashes story, and then here's your self care routine. So I mean, you kind of tied into all that stuff. But if you want to, like, you know, I, I don't know where we want to go from that because you, you did talk about, you know, how you went through postpartum depression, you how you endured divorce, and how you're really kind of taking care of yourself and seizing the bull by its horns and really kind of affirmating, affirmating, I don't make a word here, <laughs> affirming, affirming your 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 your. I think affirmating is a little better. Affirming all those beliefs that those those beliefs that 
um, are, are going to help you substantially. Like, talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> What's your you self-care? You tell me what, what would be helpful for me to talk about, and I'll talk about it. I, I'm, I'm an open book. I mean, more about more about business, more about music, more about art, more about whatever. Just so, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, like, I, that's the question. So, I mean, so you were, how did you, so you went to LaGuardia School, of, you know, you did the, you, you clearly knew you wanted to be in the design area, and you're a very creative person. So, I guess I know your career trajectory. So, I kind of, like, we, we take that box off. Um, you rise above adversity story was really tip- typically that and you kind of talked about your affirmations um, tell me tell me a little bit I guess let, let's 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 delve into the self-care um, so this is a lot of that tell me a little more about it hmm okay so um, specifically about self-care um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. self-care is challenging it's challenging um, if I could take it back, I'll take it back and like work my way into self care. Is that the, that's okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Okay, cool. So, um, so like you like you said, I I did I knew I wanted to be in the arts um, from like a very young age, and the reason I I don't know why I connected um, so much through the arts, um, but I, I I always have like from a very young age, and uh, I think a big part of it has to do with the freedom. Uh, the pureness of creativity, the lack of judgment, because um, there's a right and wrong answer in math. You know, one plus one is two. Anything else is wrong. You know what I mean? But there's no right and wrong answer in drawing a picture. There's no wrong way to make art. And I connected with that from a very young age. I lived in a very, like, um, artistic and open and, um, you know, kind of free kind of household in terms of creativity. And um, not just drawing and painting, but, you know, creating, you know, music, dancing, singing, all that stuff. Uh, like, we, you know, we had instruments in the house. Like I had a very um, artistic childhood. And when everything else was in its most chaotic, that's where I found my peace. Because there are no wrong answers in art. And that's where I connect. I, I always feel, because of my borderline, I always feel like I'm wrong. I always feel like I'm doing something wrong. I'm not good enough. I'm a, only in art, because there are no wrong answers in art. Do I feel, I, I don't even want to say I feel right, but I feel at peace, and it doesn't matter whether I'm right or wrong, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so from a very, yeah, so like I said, I, when I was in junior high school, um, uh, they, they only allowed you to take one semester of art every year. And I knew I wanted to be an artist. And one semester was not going to be enough for me to get into LaGuardia. I wanted to go to LaGuardia High School, which is like one of the top um, art colleges, art, art high schools in the in the in the country. And um, I knew I wanted to go there in junior high school. And I knew I wouldn't have enough in my portfolio or a strong enough portfolio if I could only take art every other semester, which is what they offered. So I spoke to the teacher. The teacher said, "No, this is what we offer." I spoke to the assistant principal. The assistant principal said, no, I came home crying to my mother. I said, I have to take more art classes. My mother came into the school with me and we went and met with the dean of students. And um, I told him, these are my goals. And I will do whatever other work I need to do on the back end besides this, but I need to be able to take art every semester. It's the only way I'm getting into this school. And they made the accommodations and they let me take art every semester. So instead of... Um, instead of once a year, I got to take it all, all for every year uh, of junior high school. And um, I went and auditioned. I auditioned for five different high schools. Um, you know, you go in and you draw and, you know, you do live models and you do um, still lives and you draw. Uh, you talk to them. And I auditioned for five different high schools. I got into 
every last one of them. And, um, and that's kind of how I knew, I knew I wanted to do art. I didn't know in what aspect, but I knew I wanted to be a visual artist. And, um, yeah, so I went to LaGuardia and at LaGuardia, um, you know, as a performing artist, the show fame, um, is based on that, on the, um, on LaGuardia high school. It's a performing arts and visual arts and music, um, high school. And I was lucky and blessed enough to be surrounded by amazing artists every day singers, dancers, actors, um, just amazing people. And um, I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Amazing experience. And I knew I wanted to continue in art. So then I went to um, MICA, which is the Maryland Institute College of Art in, um, in uh, Maryland. And uh, when I graduated from there, um, I came back home to New York. I got, a, I got a place in Brooklyn and got a job at NBC. And I was the youngest and only uh, minority um, woman in the design department at the time. Um, and I worked there for a few years as a, as a graphic designer right out of college. Um, and then I ended up moving to Georgia. Um, and um, so yeah, I've been a designer for, well, I've been an artist forever. And I've been a designer, a professional designer for, I don't know, like 20 years now, something crazy like that. Um, but um, what's always brought me the most peace, the most, uh, the, the, where I feel the most passion is when I'm writing. I've journaled uh, my whole life. I have, I, I've always like, my mom, I grew up with her singing and, and, um, and we had a lot of music in the house. So um, I, like I said, I've journaled for years and years and years. And uh, recently in the last like couple of years, they started to form like poems and then they started to turn into these songs. And I started humming. I would like write these little, like for me, they were like inspirational, like little short quips. Um, and I would make them like singable, like memorable. So I could like, when I was at my down moments, I could like say them again and again and again to myself. Um, and before I knew it, I was like writing little songs and I couldn't believe it because it's a daring thing to do, especially with no musical background training. Like I was surrounded by, by musicians, but I never, you know, had any training in that. Um, and one thing I'm always confident in though is what I think and what I feel, I have no problem telling other people that because that's the artist in me. And there's no wrong way to express your art. This is what I think, this is what I feel, deal with it, you know? So um, as, as it started to progress, I had to get it out. Like it's just like another form of art. Like it, it's, it's not as complete as a form of art if you don't share it with someone else. So I decided, I was like, I'm gonna release this song. This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna make manifest. This is what I'm gonna make happen. I wrote all the words, I wrote all the lyrics, I wrote all the, the tunes. I, I, I can't believe I did it. And um, it was like one of the most empowering experiences of my life. And when I'm in my most down moments now, I put on my song. I go onto YouTube and put on my song. How cool is that? I love it, I love it. So yes, that's my self care. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I love it. Cool. Cool. All right. We'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. And I, I think it's awesome that you were so <clears throat> committed to that passion. They were able to make your, like your, you know, your arts, your, your career, your, 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 your life. I mean, and you can see, like, I mean, just, I, I, I listened to that, that music video. I did read that story about your life. Um, I think, I think that there, there's tremendous amount of, uh, of of potential that you're gonna you're unleashed. You got so much going on. I mean, and I mean, it's been such a pleasure knowing you. And it's, this is actually like one of the most I've done these pod, like this is podcast number fifty something now, 
And I'm just at the point where, like, this is, like, one of the most... It's funny because of people I know for, like, a long, lot longer. And yet, this is, like, one of the most casual ones and the most exciting ones because, um, you know, there's just... Yeah, I, I like... You know, that's why I was like, I don't really know what direction we're taking because we're kind of, like, we're just making it happen. And we're instead of, like, I, I don't even need to follow my quote-unquote script here. So it's good. I can't just say I love that you said that. Like, when I was, like, what's the format? And you were, like, I just kind of wing it. And I was, like, so cool. I'm so down with that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad, you know, I like, really I don't, I, you know, I want to wing it, but people, I, there was a, I, fortunately, I think, I, yeah, I, one, of, one of my previous podcast guests, she's like, I want a phone call to learn about this beforehand. And I'm like, dude, I don't do that. No, <laughs> I'm not I mean, that I, person. I have so much stuff going on right now. I was totally great. I was so happy when you said, let's just wing it. Because like I said, the night before I'm shooting the music video for the new song I have coming out. I was up until two in the morning. I couldn't possibly have tried to brainstorm what we were going to talk about today, especially not when I honestly just wanted to like get a chance to talk to you about how amazing I think what you are doing yeah. is. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I've really been following it on, on LinkedIn and I'm, I'm really excited for, for what's going on. And I'm so happy. I'm glad. I'm so happy. I just said clappy. I'm yeah, glad I got that. Happy. Glad happy. and happy. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. That 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 I got to be a part of it. In the yeah, way that I did. Well, I I think it's awesome. The packages look amazing, and I just I'm really honored to, to be a part of it. Well, so. well, thank you for being part of it. Well, yeah, and hopefully it's going to be get big enough. We've got more 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 labels to make and more things to do. Um, it's 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 a it's a it's a long road ahead. I think it's like you know the same challenge. Like how do you you have you have these we have the product. What do we do next? And that's exactly. the find yeah. find the, that comfort zone and jump over that damn freaking cliff because you're gonna have to you can't fall in it every day yeah every day cool cool well I, I think this has been really lucrative but I wanna I'm gonna I'm gonna actually end with one question for you I hope I hope we conquered everything I mean then again we're winging it so it's okay let's we wing tack- it let's wing we, it we tackled all the topics so let me ask you your last question and this is the one that I I, I expect you like you know the other things are pretty easy to come off your Type of your mind, but maybe this one might be a little, little bit more difficult. Um, if you're able to give a, a piece of advice to an earlier version of Ray, what would you tell her? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> a great, great question. Um, the common sense question. What would I tell Ray if I could give an earlier, a- any, any earlier, um, any earlier version of me? Five yeah. minutes ago, five years ago, five, five, like when I was five, I have three words for Ray. Yes. The only three words I have for Ray. Go for it. The only advice I have for Ray. You got this. Nice. Nice, nice. I like it. You gotta believe in yourself. It's all about self belief, and it's it really ties into everything you said. So I love it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Nice. Thank you so much. This is so much fun. Yeah, I'm so excited. Awesome. I'm gonna. If it's okay, we maybe do another one. And I like. I don't know. Like when when you have something new happen, or when I have something. Oh, new we happen. got something. This, this is not gonna end. This is not gonna I would end. I love to do that. Oh, and can I just? Okay, can I just tell people like the name of my like my my. Oh yeah, yeah. You. Whoa, I was gonna. I was gonna like you know cut off the quote unquote recording. But yes, how can people find you? Tell me about where all these things are. Okay, so I'm Sunny Art. Sunny Art Therapy on IG and Twitter. 
Um, but like I said, I, I'm not a huge, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't love it. You gotta I, use it I for work. It. <laughs> say again? You, 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 you even say tweet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tweet, it's tweet. Yeah, you gotta use it for work. I, I seriously, I'm trying so hard. Like I'm trying so hard. But, but, but where I am more comfortable is Facebook, which I'm Ray Alexander. That's like where I post my like personal like crap. And then my business for Facebook is Sunshine Art Therapy. And that's also my artist name. It's Sunshine Art Therapy. And I'm on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and all the other Mamba channels out there. Or you can just go to YouTube. Just YouTube it. Sunshine Art Therapy. I have a new song coming out in a couple of days. I'm super excited about it. Oh, I can't and, wait. Yeah, I'm just going to keep going from here. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, awesome. Well, I will, I will, I will, I'm, I'm super excited about what's next for you and what's next for us, really. It's all, at the Yay! end of the day, that's what the deal is. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Thank you all again for tuning in. This is your host, Tamar Weinberg of the Common Sense Podcast. Till next time.